The best way to predict the future is to invent it. Stephen Ambrose brings you up to speed on what the future holds as he explores the latest technology as it impacts our lives. Well, good morning and welcome back to Tech Talk right here on High FM. And uh, as we all know, we're all sitting at home waiting for the lockdown to end. And guess what? It's not ending. It's continuing, though we all had a we all have a get out of jail card to go walking and running around the block uh, at six in the morning every morning. So expect to meet all your friends. You can shout and scream as long as you stay around about two meters from them, though I have been reading that uh, they've been what using technology to check what happens when someone runs. So don't let someone run past you downwind because that might not be great. You need five meters distance uh, if you're following someone who's running hard and sweating. So who knows? Crazy, crazy, crazy time. But the news of the week is that data speeds are starting to take a lot of strain. There's just no question that the shift of um everybody to work from home and the amount of people I've spoken to and the amount of info I've seen out there with regard to people that are using their mobile phones for for work. A lot of work, a lot of offices are giving their employees um, extra data on their mobile devices to use to stay in touch and to stay connected at home. And um, it's taking a little bit of a, a strain, not only on the mobile networks, but also the fixed networks. And this is where I believe that fiber more than ever has been the savior of most of urban South Africa's work from home attempts. There's just no question that the stability and the lack of drama that you get generally with fiber uh, connections makes all the difference. And what's interesting is that most fiber companies have actually increased their average speeds uh, my broadband, one of the websites that I follow quite closely in the technology space, have been doing a little bit of um, testing. They've got their own speed test set up so they can check what's going on with the various networks. And mostly the, the fiber ISPs have held up extremely well. And the challenge you've got there, although fiber theoretically has unlimited bandwidth and although there should generally be no um, problem with speeds, on a fiber network, but um, the fiber networks do take strain when lots and lots of people are working, and it has a lot to do with simply the the servers on the edges of the network. So, in other words, if you're on the Vumatel network, um, it all connects through a server before it breaks out to the ISPs, and often that um, creates speed and contention issues. In other words, if you've got a 100 people in the neighborhood all streaming Netflix, you can have problems with overall speeds dropping and latencies going up, which is a little bit of a challenge. But generally, all the ISPs seem to be doing extremely well. It'll be interesting. I mean, you guys can obviously SMS me on the the chat line. I'll um, send you the details in a little while. And just let me know how your speeds are. In the meanwhile, we're going to have a quick break for some ads, and I'll be back with some more news straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And as I was saying, we are definitely seeing a slow down in some of the networks, but the fiber network's definitely getting better. But the mobile networks have been taking a lot of strain. And um, one of them, and this is confirmed, again, anecdotally, I've been speaking to people and been getting feedback. The telecom network has been pretty 
badly affected by the sheer amount of um, people trying to access the networks, use the data, and their average speeds have gone down between 20 and 30% overall. Now, for the most part, on your mobile device, you're not going to see any difference between a 20 meg download or a 10 meg download speed across most product that you use. So to send emails, browse the web, do the usual stuff, you're not going to see anything. But when you're working from home and you're doing video conferencing and things where you're using your phone as a mobile hotspot and connecting to your laptop or your tablet and you start using video and voice and you notice such terrible quality pictures, pixelated stuff going on. And I was informed by one of our listeners from last week around the Vodacom offer on various uh, costs on their data because the Vodacom and the MTN networks have held up exceptionally well. Generally, their speeds have been very good, as well as the Celsius network, which is actually quite interesting because they roam a lot on MTN. Um, so their network speeds have held up pretty well. And and Telcom tend to roam well. They roam on, on Vodacom, and that generally um, hasn't been a great experience. It seems the, 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 the Telcom Network locks onto its own uh, system if you're in their in their coverage area and keeps you from moving onto the Vodacom network for data at least. So we're seeing a lot of differences there. And generally, um, if you look at the across the board impact of the of the work from home on the network performance, rain has dropped the most by almost 50%. And I've heard a lot of people complain, complain about the rain network. I'm using the rain 5G network and my average speeds have dropped by about 50%. But then again, the 5G network was running at 200 megabits per second. It's now down to 100 megabits per second, which is not too shabby for a mobile network. And I've been streaming on the 5G network and having no real problems. But for the average user who's using the 4G network, speeds below 10 meg, especially for video conferencing, and that's going to be a real problem. Telcom dropped 19%, which is a hassle. MTN around about 17%, but off a high base. So the average speed was around about 40 meg per second. It's dropped down to 34, not something you'll notice. And Vodacom and CLC sort of 6 and 3%, which is not significant. So As I said, uh, um, the costs of Vodacom, if you're a contract customer, have dropped down and their their costs have dropped dramatically. If you're a prepaid user, not so much. So, again, do a little bit of your homework, check to see. But the two big networks, MTN and Vodacom, seem to be the preferred networks um, at the moment for the vast majority of people. And I think it's very important that uh, you stay connected and get the the SIMs. Hopefully from tomorrow when the lockdown eases some more, you should be able to even get more products, more services, many more places where you can buy SIMs and do what you need to do. But um, anyway, moving on, uh, I have a live read, which I'll read a little bit later, but we've got an interesting interview with a gentleman by the name of Matuda Mahamba, and he is the CEO of a company called Solvency. Now, fintech and insurtech have really changed the landscape. All of us have been using the big guys, the the old mutuals and 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 the the big insurers over the last couple of years for short term insurance, but more and more small. And I've had them on the on the line. I've had them on air with me a little while back. Small insurers are certainly bringing really innovative and interesting product to the market. So be sure to tune in at eleven twenty when I've got a brilliant interview with Matuda Mahamba, and he's got some interesting stuff to talk about. 
uh, in his fintech insurer called Solvency. And I think it could be a really interesting thing to look at going forward. But before we get to that, WhatsApp have announced, and this is something that I think everyone should do anyway, is update your apps on your phone often and regularly keep them really up to date because right now they're bringing a lot of interesting functionality apart from all the security updates. But WhatsApp have updated their calling participants to eight from four. And it's enabled now. If you download the app, you can go, you can have video or voice calls with up to eight people at a time. And that makes a lot of sense because there are a lot of apps out there. There are a lot of new video conferencing apps. There's a lot of talk about Zoom having security issues. Though, again, if you've updated, generally they seem to have got on top of that problem. Their security certainly seems to be a lot better. But most of us have WhatsApp. It's easy to use. It's simple to use. It's on your phone already. All your friends have got WhatsApp. And upping the number of people from four to eight certainly makes a lot of sense. A lot easier to see on your screen. I've tried it. It works extremely well. So if you want to speak to your family, just add them to a WhatsApp voice group or WhatsApp video group and use it. So download the latest one. You can get up to eight for the moment. And then Google, uh, interestingly, are also doing some interesting stuff in the um video conferencing space. And this is definitely aimed more at businesses, but can be used perfectly adequately by anyone who has a Google account. And it's called Google Meet. So if you just Google Meet, M-E-E-T, you will see they have now made this entire video conferencing platform free. It used to be a corporate add-on service, something that worked with their their, uh, paid services. So if you've got a Google paid mail service, um, or whatever form of Google paid service you could, you could use, um, other forms or there, there other types of, um, video conferencing. But the Meet system is absolutely brilliant. I've tried it. I've used it. It works extremely well. You can have any number of participants join. It's easy to use, but again, it works pretty much, um, the same as Zoom and all those other things. You can share your screen. You can do lots and lots of useful things. Um, and it, it works really, really well. And they've made it completely free for now. So global calling is exploding across the globe. It makes no difference where you are. If you're sitting in your home, sitting in the office, you can have a video call, video conference, join people, do things, education. There's just so much that you can do. And um, the various problems that you've got around Zoom and that um, have, have are not gone away, but certainly we're going to see a big change. And another alternative being the Google Meet product is very simple. All you need to do to log in is to use your Gmail login. So it's as simple as that. If you've got any form of Gmail login, you can create one right now easily, quickly, and for nothing. You can now use Google Meet. It's a great solution to Zoom, alternative to Zoom, and as a solution, it seems to work extremely well. I've only obviously tried it on fiber, but um, or 5G for that matter, and I've tried it on my phone on, on the various networks, and it works extremely well. So give it a shot, and we'll be back with a brilliant interview straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to Tech Talk Cafe here on Chai FM. And on the line, I've got Mutola Mahamba. He is the CEO of a 
fintech company called Solvency. Now, I know that for most of us, insurance is not top of mind right now because we're not running around with our cars and we're all living at home. But um, essentially, insurance is a big deal. It's something you can't do without. And there's some new uh, new players on the block. So tell us a little bit about your company, Matoda. Well, thank you, Stephen. Thank you, and good morning to, to your listeners. Um, yeah, insurance may not be top of mind right now, but the risks that are associated with us not having insurance are still around. You know, so even if you look at a lockdown period, you still have to probably drive to the shops or your essential services, so you still need your car to be protected. Your geezer can still burst any time at home, so you still need your insurance or to, to come and sort out the geezer. And, uh, and a touch wood, your house might even burn down. So, now, hopefully uh, not. That's not something that anyone wants to think about. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, it's not top of mind, but the risks have not disappeared, and that's why protecting our assets still remains important despite this difficult time that we're going through as a country. So what what I've then started is a company, it's a fintech uh, company uh, called Solvency, and basically what Solvency does is that it allows consumers to use their car and household premiums and they can use that to fund their savings. So what we've done is to coin a world first, which is an insurance savings account, which is funded by your insurance premiums when you're not claiming. That's that's pretty interesting because that's not something that you come across often. Normally it's money you just budget for and it, it disappears every month until you claim. Yeah, yeah, you know, and... And I mean, you know, it's because of the background that I just come from, you know, where I've been doing pricing and product development from an actuarial point of view, that I've really come across a, a, a an initiative and, uh, and a way of looking at insurance differently. And, you know, for me, I always want to make it real and tell people about a real-life story about what really happened. You know, a lady was insured for 27 years uh, from... 1989 to 2016, she had never claimed once for a short-term insurance company. And after 26 years, the first time that she got involved in an accident, her car was written off, a Toyota Corolla, and four weeks later, somebody reared into her. In in a new car? Yeah, in 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 the new car. And the bumper needed to be replaced. And then the insurer says... Okay, fine, we'll settle this claim, but after this you have to find alternative home. And she was thinking, why would insurance, an insurance company treat her like that when for 27 years she's been claim-free, she's been a good risk, and when you need insurance most, this is how she was getting treated. And, uh, you know, this is where I bring in the consumer education because she's not alone. No, that's true. This is, this is something you hear, you hear, you hear a lot of actually where insurance companies suddenly say, yeah. sorry, you've now claimed, now we either put your premium up or we want you to go elsewhere. Without without looking at how much have you been paying over time versus how much you're claiming. Um, and, you know, she's not alone because, you know, when we say most of us are experiencing that, it's actually up to 90% of us. So for every 10 people, 9 people will actually claim less than they will ever pay in insurance premiums. So what we do then in solvency, we then allow you to benefit when you're not claiming by using your premiums and converting them into a savings through the insurance savings account. That's that's pretty innovative. I mean, uh, as far as I'm, I'm aware, there's no one else who does something quite like that. A lot of people do money back after time. Perhaps you can explain that a little bit mm. to us. True. I mean, um, you've got the cashback models. 
Uh, yeah. So the cash spread models, you, you, you have to be claim free for three years. Uh, and only then can you get a certain percentage, 10% or so, of your premiums back. But if you claim, uh, you know, six months before the three-year, ten-free period is supposed to end, you have to start over again. But with solvency, it's different because every month when you're allocating money into your insurance savings account, it's your money. It literally becomes your money. And at the end of 12 months, you're able to withdraw up to half of whatever you've put in over the last 12 months. Um, so, so you're now really in control. And two, uh, you set the parameters. So you decide how much of your monthly premiums are going to go into your insurance savings account depending on the excess that you are able to afford. So in our model, you can get even up to 50% of your uh, premiums going into your insurance savings account. And we say the consumer must be in control. Consumer must decide what comes back to them instead of just sitting in a situation where you need money on the table and insurance companies declare those as profits. But essentially... If I, if I just think about that carefully, if you, let's say, putting 100 Rand into your insurance policy every month and 50 of that goes to your savings account, obviously only 50 of those Rands are being used for your insurance, or is it a slightly different model from that? It's true. I mean, um, you see, because, uh, and why we're doing this is because the average person will claim once every four years. Okay. And, and, uh, and, and the average person pay, pays on average a thousand Rand a month. So, if you take 500 rands every month, that's 6,000 rands a year. After four years, that's 24,000 rands. Um, and I'm sorry to use a bit of numbers, but mm, no, no, that's you're, cool. you're putting 4,000 rands into, into your savings, but um, the average person in that four-year period, they are expected to claim for 18,000 rands. So give or take, um, um, you, 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 you'd be okay but remember then, you don't actually have to pay the entire 18,000 rands. You only have to cover your exits, which could be 6,000 or 7,000. So you'll have enough, certainly, in your insurance savings account to cover your excess in the event of that claim happening. So now, over a period of time, let's say, using your example of that lady who, who put money in for 27 years, obviously, like any investment account, it grows over time. And if you don't claim, and you can take half out, how how does that accumulate in in the end? I mean, can you take all the money out one day, or how does that work as an investment fund? So, because it's your money, in the in the event that you cancel your your, your policy, insurance policy, the money gets paid out to you. Uh, but uh, whilst it's still an active insurance policy, we set rules that says you can't withdraw everything because remember we're still trying to protect you in the event that you do have an accident. So that okay, so it's a type of buffer against excess and claims. Yeah, it's, a, it's a buffer, and we're saying, look, it's seamless because you're not paying extra for it. You know, so today people will pay an extra 200 rands to reduce their excess to zero, but in this case, it's still insurance. So if you still don't claim, then you you throw money into a black hole in for that excess buyback. But by putting it into your own uh, savings account, then it's your money, so that even if then you didn't claim, at least you've got the benefit of the money. But here's the real interesting thing now, because if it's an investment, then it must earn interest. So this is where uh, we become tongue-in-cheek, and we say, you know, does your insurer have your interest? Because as insurance companies, uh, traditional insurance companies, we collect premiums, and we invest those premiums. We earn investment uh, returns on those premiums for the insurance company to the consumer, yeah, and that doesn't get passed on to the consumer. 
So now the insurance savings account, you are able to earn interest on those insurance savings uh, funds. Um, you know, so we put it in a money market where we projecting to get between five and seven percent, which is more than any bank would give you from a money market if you just went uh, on a non-institutional basis. And just stuck so money in a savings account, for example. And just stuck money into a savings account, yeah. So basically what we're saying is that uh, not only are you using your insurance premiums to save, but you also get to earn interest on your own money, which is something that is not happening today with the traditional insurance model. And, and a question that will obviously come up in all of this, let's say, for example, I pay a 1,000 rand a month traditional insurance to a traditional insurance company uh, to cover my car. Um, mm-hmm. How would your premium be different for the same equivalent cover in comparison to a traditional offering from the, from the traditional insurers? Um, we are neither expensive nor cheap. We still do risk-based rating, meaning we'll still underwrite you and uh, use all the rating factors that come up with the premium that's uh, commensurate with, uh, with the risk. So stuff like is the car parked in a garage, things like that, where you live, those sort of rating so, factors. So, correct. So none of that changes. And, and then we'll, we'll come up with a premium, which is still, uh, uh, I must say, we are quite competitive, but we're not saying we'll be cheap, uh, nor are we saying we're expensive, it's just, we're still just competitive. But the difference here is that, um, assuming that, that the 1,000 Rand is the actual market premium that you should be charged. Right. Um, if you're on a traditional model, you're going to continue paying 1,000 Rands um, every month, and at the end of 12 months, you've got nothing. But with the solvency model, uh, because you can put, you know, 10% all the way up to 50%, even if let's just say it's 10% of that, it does mean at the end of the year there's 1,200 rands that you have that on a traditional insurance model you didn't have. That's actually very interesting because it's not costing you more out of your pocket, but if you need to claim you've got something towards an excess, or if you don't claim you've got something towards Christmas presents, for example, well, I mean, look, I mean, that's what you, know, you see it if, when, you're on our, when you're on our website. Actually, when you get your quote, you say, look, I mean, uh, in effect, you could, you could actually um, um, have a contribution holiday in December, you know, because, you know, you have already one twelfth of your premium already in there, and then you can decide, okay, maybe for December, I don't want to pay my insurance, or use the funds then, you know, for back to school, whatever. Um, but we're just saying, now we're giving you options. Uh, whereas insurance was always a great purchase, now insurance is putting money back into your hands where you determine the outcome, you are in control of exactly what should be happening with your money. And from a traditional insurance point of view, obviously a lot of people work through brokers, other people you know, use slick online tools and, and uh, apps and that to do their claiming and everything. How does um, solvency work with claims and, and customers in that regard? So our entire process is also so digital from an onboarding point of view. So the quote, you get it online on our website, www.solvency.ca.za, and two to three minutes, you, you know, you'll be through and you can get your quote and, and be covered. Um, what, what Solvency has done different from many shortages is that, you know, people end up being excited about the technology. They think that is the solution. But I see technology as an enabler. Um, so unlike other fintechs in the, in the, in the, in the industry, what we've done is that we allow brokers to also be able to access our platform. 
um, so that if you've got your financial advisor, they can do it for you and they'll still be able to earn the normal commission that they earn because we believe that they do add and bring value to you as a consumer. So you're not just a purely online offering? No, no, we, 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 we are, no, we purely online, so there's no, there's no telephonic, uh, interactions that we do. Everything gets done on our platform, whether you're a broker or you're a consumer doing it directly yourself. Okay, that makes sense. And, and the reason I say this is mm. because, um, you know, up, about 60% of the market is still with brokers. So why do you preclude them from being able customers from being able to access this solution uh, because remember a broker is not just looking at your short term uh, if you've got a financial advisor they're probably also looking at your life at your wealth portfolio so so you can't just preclude the broker because you, you say you using tech that's or actually a, also log on that's a very very interesting point because obviously we'll talk a little bit about that our time is flying but just a little bit about the whole fintech yeah. market and how it's disrupting yeah. the traditional markets in a minute but a lot of Online, there are a lot of online plans, not a lot, there are a few that have popped up recently that are purely online, direct to consumer, and they, they offer potentially benefits and lower cost, etc. But here, a lot of people still work through a trusted advisor, especially for stuff that's complicated like this. True, and you know, so, and I'm saying that, as I said for us, mm. uh, the technology is not the solution, it's an enabler. And then as much as it enables the direct consumer, it should be able to enable the broker who ultimately also got the best interest in terms of the advice that they're giving to the, to the end user in the client. That's actually, that's actually a really, really good point. So just give us your thoughts around the whole fintech environment. I mean, traditionally insurance companies were big, large, financially based or linked institutions. Today you can do a lot simply by being nimble and working Working smart. No, I mean, look, I mean, uh, certainly what we're going through now with COVID-19, the lockdown, is testament to the fact that, you know, technology is no longer an option. Um, you know, it's, it's real. And the, the fact that we as insurtechs then are nimble, it allows us to always be able to customize things for, for our clients and do it more quickly. You know, so, so certainly, I mean, what we see now is that, um, um, even the large incumbents are asking themselves the question now, just okay, but technology is not only an option. Uh, it, 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 it's a given, and uh, certainly even after we come out of COVID, the business model for insurance as a whole would have changed, and we'll see a lot more of digital play in the, in the insurance, um, um, in the insurance space. So you see the whole digital space growing enormously in this regard. You're not you're not seeing any sort of pushback. And from the consumer point of view, are you finding that people are, are happy to engage on this level and, and work with the smaller guys? Well, look, I mean, I, what, what I've seen is that uh, because, it, you know, traditional people have been used to talking to a person, you know, when, when they get onto an online portal and they have to give away personal information, um, there's still some reservation. Uh, because you still getting used to it, you know. It's, it's similar to back in the days when, you know, sharing your credit card details online. But more and more of that is happening. So, you know, when you buy insurance online, it's no different from using Take A Lot or, you know, any online e-commerce platform. Uh, because the very same securities um, um, software to protect consumers' uh, data is available because it's, it's all using the same platform. So, we will see now that clearly, um, with the large incumbents also seeing the problem, many people will move into digital. But the beauty, 
about this thing is that the digital model is cheaper. Okay, and if it's cheaper, my only wish is that those savings that we get from an industry perspective, we pass on to consumers versus making more profits. Uh, you know, because because I mean, in a capitalist world, you know, probably that's one of two options. You know, you either make more profits or you decide to derive more value for the customer. Absolutely. So obviously, our approach is to derive and to give as much benefit and value to the customer. So, in summary, I'm afraid our time is running out really quickly. Just so how do people find out about you? Watch your website again. Just remind our listeners where they can go and actually find out all the finer details and potentially sign up. Um, our website is www.solvency.co.za. Um, there's the, all the information about how the product works. It's on the, it's on the website as well as the process to begin your quote. Um, and as I say, I'm even challenging your listeners. You know, go on, you'll see two to three minutes, it's that simple, you can be able to, 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 to get your quote. And obviously Absolutely. see the benefits. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I do say, especially now during the COVID lockdown period, lots of consumers will be getting their renewal letters about the insurance companies, from insurance companies. And I think this is the time to, you know, shop around, see if you can't save money, because we, I know our pocket could be actually very tight right now. So, you know, also doing comparative quotes has never been easier, uh, as, now we've done with, with InsurTech. So even in the comfort of your own home, uh, get the best possible deal. Not the cheapest, but the best possible deal. And it's now available through our online tool. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Um, we'll be watching this space. Well, FinTech and, and, and the whole online technology space with, with regard to to finances and insurance is just evolving so quickly. So we'll be in touch, I'm sure, in the nearest future. But good luck in this crazy time, and we'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome to uh, Tech. One of my phones I touched decided to play music, so there you go. Now, the whole FinTech and insurance thing, and I mean, obviously, I'm not pushing any product. It's just really interesting to see how quickly and how amazing some of these products are. We had um, another insurance company a while back called Naked who do some pretty spectacular stuff in terms of a purely app-based, cell phone-based um, system. Works well. Pricing is, is good. Ease of claiming from what I've seen and what I've heard. I've not tried it myself. is simple. And along comes... I think a really smart idea, like solvency, locally developed, smart people behind them coming up with a plan that one allows you to save and at the same time allows you to claim. So it's just a really, really interesting um, space to be in right now. And these products are often really well suited to the modern age, to people who are a lot more mobile. I mean, just the ability to switch off your cover like right now, I know a lot of insurance companies, not all, but some have offered big rebates, which we should see in our, in our, uh, bank accounts end of this month between 20 and 25% reduction. Well, quite honestly, they should have given us 100% reduction because I've hardly driven my car other than to pick and pay and back. So these sort of things make sense, but being able to use a technology based solution where you can simply park your car and park your insurance at the same time. Um, makes a lot of sense, and that's available on the Solvency product. So 
have a look. I think it's really well worth the um, worth the time to figure out what is better. You know, insurance is something like bank accounts. You don't change often because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But these are sort of things that I think can add a lot of value. And it's all down to how technology has transformed the industry. Small guys can offer products as as good as, if not better than some of the big guys. Now, moving on to my favorite part of the week, and it's been a tough time for me with this lockdown, with everyone being around. I haven't been able to get my regular flow of gadgets and gizmos to play with. It's been quite a challenge. But what it has allowed me to do is spend a lot of time with the ones that I have got. And just before lockdown, I look for a simple solution. Now, like most people, I have a, a simple webcam for my desktop. Um, all modern laptops, the vast majority, come with a little camera built in. And that's good enough for normal video conferencing, for the odd um, FaceTime. Every phone obviously has got a front selfie camera. The vast majority of smartphones have it. The, the real challenge is that for professional work from home type scenarios, it really, really does make a difference to have a proper video conferencing solution. Now, not everybody can have these fancy ones that you see in big boardrooms around the country and in, in video conferencing centers because they obviously work extremely well. Great quality video, great quality audio. You've got face tracking. You've got all sorts of interesting stuff. But sitting at home, most people just open their laptop and start Zooming or meeting or Skyping or Teaming or whatever it is that you do from a video point of view. And if you've watched TV, and I mean, they use Skype on, on most of these programs, the quality of the video is, is uniformly terrible. Most tiny cameras on, on laptops and cell phones are really not great, especially if you've got light behind you, you've got challenging situations, the resolutions are terrible, it's grainy. It's like taking us back to the non-HD era. So Logitech, which pivoted from being a mouse and keyboard manufacturer for the most part and other accessories, have really gone into video conferencing and that sort of thing really, really big time for the moment. And I bought a, a new product of theirs called the Logitech Brio 4K Ultra HD webcam. And essentially it is a tiny little, well, it's not tiny, it's a small video conferencing solution which has got two built-in noise-canceling mics um, along with a really good quality 4K super high-end um, camera and it really makes a huge difference. Where I found it works extremely well, it's portable. You just plug it in. It's USB, standard USB. It's recognized. You can use it on your laptop. You can use it on your desktop. You can use it pretty much anywhere. But it's got some really useful tools. The first and most important one is that you can change the angle or the amount of um, information that is presented simply by the click of a button. It comes with a little app which allows you to modify pretty much all the settings. But the camera itself and the microphones are exceptionally good. So, for example, sitting in my office um, using this camera, I'm in perfect focus. The background's in perfect focus. It has an incredible depth of field, which is really important. And it has the ability to give you up to a 4K video stream. Normally, I leave it on HD, but in comparison to 
every other laptop or other type of product that I've used, the picture quality is is vastly superior. It is sharp. It is clear. The colors are right. You can tweak them. You can increase the zoom. If you have multiple people in a room, you sit back a little bit further and you can all be in on the picture. And it's not inexpensive. It sells for between two triple nine and three triple nine, depending where you buy it. Take a lot. I've got it at three triple nine, but do a little bit of zooming, uh, zooming a little bit of <laughs> good zoom on the head, um, a little bit of googling, and you'll find it from as little as two triple nine everywhere. I know it's pretty much out of stock everywhere that I've looked because, for some reason, people are buying a lot of video conferencing equipment right now. But the investment in a proper, high quality. Um, decent quality sound with noise cancelling, which is very, very, very important. And for making it, it can duplicate, it can double duty for web um, conferencing, for making YouTube videos. I've done that to communicate with people, made little YouTube videos. It's just an exceptionally versatile, simple, and easy to use tool. You don't need anybody to help you plug it in. It comes with a little mounting system that you can plug on the top of monitors, top of your laptop. Um, you plug it in generally in Windows 10 and in iOS, it, or uh, not iOS and Mac OS, it, it auto installs, picks it up, downloads the necessary software. You can install the Logitech setup software and off you go. They've actually got a very nice uh, recording product if you want to do a couple of uh, YouTube videos or whatever it is that you want to do. So check it out. It's called the Logitech Brio, B-R-I-O, um, webcam and it, it, transforms the quality of your video conferencing. It transforms the quality of the sound as well. No more. The biggest problem I've also had in many cases, what people do is they put their laptops on a soft surface on their laps, cover the microphone, and you cannot hear a thing. So if you want to take your video conferencing and your uh, work from home to the next level in terms of being professional, do wear a tie and a suit jacket. Just don't stand up if you're wearing shorts. But other than that, get a decent video camera, webcam, and microphone setup, and it makes all the difference to the quality of your um, your conference or your video on all platforms. And again, this works on every single platform that I've tried and works extremely well. And we'll now break for a quick uh, word from our sponsors, and I'll be back straight after that. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back. And now that we've got our video conferencing all sorted out, as I said, you now can get a really good system called Google Meet totally for free. So if you've backed off Zoom for your company, school, whatever, there doesn't seem to be any limitation in the number of people that can connect on Meet. You've got yourself your new Logitech Brio camera, which should be able to be bought under the new lockdown rules, and you're ready to rock and roll in HD, in fact, all the way up to 4K. Obviously, you need a good uh, internet connection, but generally, despite some of the slowdowns that a lot of people are repeating, are reporting, the quality of the networks in South Africa have stood up extremely well, considering the massive change in usage all of them are reporting peaks during the normal day that they used to get on weekends, on 7 o'clock on Saturday night when everyone sat down for a bit of Netflix and whatnot. But there's just no question that we are doing extremely well in that space and, and, and becoming professional in terms of your equipment and the way that you do your video conferencing with your various colleagues and customers is really important. And nothing speaks better than a nice, sharp uh 
in-focus, high-quality video stream rather than people using their standard little video cameras on everything which have terrible depth of field. In other words, when you move uh, well, when you move backwards or forwards, you're in and out of focus. When you move sideways, it gets fuzzy and uh, also is not very very high quality. You get these terrible fuzzy pictures on big screen for, uh, you know, for 4K type TVs, which is not cool. But uh, next time you speak on TV, you can use your fancy new Logitech Brio. So give it a shot. I think you'll be pretty impressed. Now, my app of the week, I am a bit of an audiophile, which you may or may not recall from many other things. And I've been using a streaming service called Tidal for the last, sorry, there was just a, a quick distraction there. A Tidal, which is probably one of the, the highest quality music streaming services that I've been um, using for many, many, many years now. But recently I was, it, it was brought to my notice that a music app called Deezer are also offering a Wi-Fi or Hi-Fi um Tier to the whole thing, and surprisingly, it's priced exactly the same price as the Tidal tier. Now, the these are tiers are are very similar to all the other music streaming services available on the market now, and a lot of them are well known. So you get your Google Music, which is around about fifty nine ninety five a month for us for a, a single subscription eighty nine ninety five. For a family subscription of up to five, the same come, the same is available from Spotify, the same is available from uh, Apple Music. So whichever one you want to try, pretty similar services with pretty similar uh, offerings in terms of music. But what Deezer have been doing, interestingly, in the background, is they've upgraded their interface a lot since I last used it, and it's really very, very, very cool. And they've added a full-on hi-fi, uncompressed streaming or highly compressed, but a very high-quality compressed streaming service, which gives you very good quality music. And using the um, Tidal system, you cannot believe the difference between that and, let's say, normal Spotify. Spotify is great for most people, but I found that the improvement in quality of the sound, the bass, the clarity of vocals, etc., has been really, really good. So I've been using Deezer the last little while. They have a three-month free trial on their, their product, so you can give it a shot right now, Deezer.com. It's very simple. And 119 Rand for a full, you know, high-end hi-fi setup is the same as, as Tidal. And they still have the 59 and the 89 normal tiers for those of you that want to try it. But compared to, for example, Spotify, uh, Deezer have a much more extensive uh, audio library. They tend to have a lot more local music. Um, and around about 53 million licensed tracks where Spotify has got about 30 million licensed tracks. I mean, that's pretty academic. But if you've got some rather eclectic um, music tastes, maybe Deezer will, will sort of hit the, the spot better for you. And a streaming music service just makes so much sense. One, you can't get out and buy music if you still do such a thing. And two, having all this music available on your phone, on your laptop, on your computer, there's apps for TVs as well. It just makes a lot of sense. And they also announced a really interesting thing today called Splitter. And something that's bugged me, I'm not a big fan of explicit tracks. There's a lot of it, especially in hip-hop and rap, and I don't enjoy it personally. Some people might love it. But they have come up with a system that called Splitter, which actually detects it in the music and tags the 
the the song as explicit. So pretty slick, pretty smooth. I've tried it. It works extremely well. Give it a shot if you love music. And right now, what better time than listening to music to take your mind off all the madness going on in the world. So on that note, I have to wrap up. Unfortunately, the time has come for me to give back the radio waves to other people. But right now, uh, stay home, stay safe. Enjoy your music on Deezer or whatever platform. Enjoy your video with your reasonably priced data these days. Certainly got better. Until next time, this is Stephen Ambrose on High FM for Tech Talk.